Batman.net presents the Batman Universe Podcast, your source for all the latest Batman news related to movies, television, merchandise, and video games. Thanks for making the Batman Universe your ultimate source for Batman news. Hello everyone and welcome to the Batman Universe Podcast, episode number 48. I'm your host Dustin and today we have with us... It's Apple. This is Ryan. This is Humphrey. And we are bringing the latest movie, TV, merchandise, video game, and general news from the past two weeks, as well as the spotlight character, which will be Creeper, and the feature will be a discussion of different types of merchandise that we'd like to see in the very near future. Surprised to see me? A little... I'm more surprised that I lived so long. Batman, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, Batman. Or have you met? Not now. Great. What did they used to call it? Stereo? So, let's get into movie news. For the first time, America's most exciting and legendary motion picture hero comes to the screen like you've never seen him before. The Bat! In an all-new, larger-than-life feature film. The first thing we have is on January 26th, The World's Finest was given some exclusive info about a soundtrack that's going to accompany this month's release of Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. The soundtrack will be available on DVD and as legal download. It will feature 15 tracks total, and obviously, like I said, will be released on February 23rd. More iTunes downloads for me, I guess. Yeah, this will be interesting to see. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this movie ever since, well, I don't know about you guys, but the uh, the Batman, Superman, the Public Enemies was kind of a letdown for me. I, I thought Public Enemies was actually pretty pretty cool. But... I definitely liked the uh, New Frontiers better. Oh, yeah, New Frontier was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I think my favorite one out of all the DC movies that came out is Wonder Woman. Get ready for an all-new animated original movie from DC Universe. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and the rest of the Justice League. It's okay. We'll take it from here. In a battle against their criminal counterparts. I'm the baddest of the bad. Anybody who ever stood in my way is dead. Two Earths, two leagues, one epic battle. Justice League, Crisis on Two Earths. Alright, so the next bit of news on January 27th, Warner Brothers sent over an interview, this time with Andrea Romano, the voice director for the next DC Universe movie, Justice League on Crisis on Two Earths. As we all know, Andrea has been kind of linked to almost everything DC Universe animated-wise for the past 20 years, and why wouldn't she be attached to this? So there's only one question we're really going to go over, and the question was, did William Baldwin have any trouble mastering Batman? And her response was, I thought he did great. I love the texture of his voice. The performance is spot on. The only issue was that William hasn't done a lot of voiceover work in this genre. We do a lot of impact sounds that come with this kind of action piece. And being the method actor that he is, he insisted on actually striking his own body physically when he had to do umps or o's and impacts. By the time he was done, he must have been bruised. We were a little worried for him. When we brought him back in for ADR, we asked him to please not hit himself, and we showed him how to do those grunts and uggs. In this film, Batman wasn't a big role, but it's an important role, and I think William really filled it well. Someday I'm going to get all the Baldwins in the same room. 
You know what? I was trying to see if I could catch a William Baldwin film because I wanted to try to hear how Batman would sound with him doing it. So, Backdraft. Uh, that's the movie you need. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, I got to go back and check that one out. There's also that uh, movie he did with Sharon Stone where he spies on all the tenants in the apartment. Sliver? <laughs> yeah. Sliver? Is that Sliver? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Um, I don't think getting all the Baldwin brothers in one room is a real good idea, but okay, go for it. I used to think Alec Baldwin would be a perfect Batman back in the day. I used to think that, too. Yeah, I used to think that, too. Like I was like, I wonder how Alec would look inside the Batsuit. And then he did the shadow, and I was like, Yeah, he was basically wow, Batman. Wow, that's kind of... Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You play a perfect retired Batman now. Yeah, they did like a Batman Beyond or something. So the next thing we've got is on February 2nd, Warner Brothers sent over another clip from Justice League of Crisis on Two Earths, and this clip actually features Lex Luthor from the Parallel Earth talking to the Justice League of this Earth about how he came to be on their planet and what happened to his planet. So I'm not going to play the audio from that, but you can definitely go over to the website and check that out, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube, and you'll be able to see the video there as well. Yeah, check out the website, guys, for the clips. Yeah. All right, so the very last bit of movie news we have is on February 5th, Warner Brothers sent over details outlining the premiere of Justice League Crisis on Two Earths announcement. Basically, Warner Brothers is going to be throwing Justice League Crisis on Two Earths a premiere in not only New York City, but also in Beverly Hills. So you might still have a chance by the time you listen to this to have a free ticket to actually go see it at the premiere. Um, if you want details on this, make sure you go over to the website. There's the email addresses for each of those cities to get the tickets to go see the movie for free. But it is first-come, first-served basis. I wish they had it. Yeah, I was like, wow, Beverly Hills, ooh. Well, it's only six hours away from Phoenix, but I, I highly <laughs> doubt I'm going to get tickets for it. <laughs> When's Warner Brothers going to make an announcement that Nolan's going to return for Batman 3? That's the announcement I want to hear. <laughs> Sorry, just putting that out there. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be hearing something in the next few weeks. There's been some rumors floating around that they're getting closer to announcing a bunch of the new DC Universe or DC Universe Entertainment slate of things to come in the near future, and hopefully we'll hear something then. I think it's just a matter of timing it just right so that they don't lose publicity on Inception with that coming out this summer. We wouldn't want our little caged rodent to suffocate, so we'll just punch some <laughs> Alright, so that's all the movie news we've got. Moving into TV news, just two things. On Tuesday, January 26th, Warner Brothers sent over, over details for the episode that was going to air on January 29th. The episode was called Clash of the Metal Men and featured the Metal Men battling against the Gas Gang. 
And overall, I think it was a pretty decent episode. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Metal Men, and more so now. <laughs> I have a TV. I haven't seen my DVR yet. <laughs> yeah, I have a DVR and I haven't seen it. <laughs> this time, pirates, you walk the plank. Right into prison. This will make quite a chapter in my new memoir. 20,000 Victories Under the Sea. What do you think? I'll wait for the movie. All right, so then on February 4th, Warner Brothers sent over details for the episode that aired on February 5th, and the episode was called A Bat Divided. And this one was a school field trip goes airy when Dr. Double X causes a lab explosion that fuses slacker science teacher Ronnie to his genius pupil, Jason, creating the reluctant hero Firestorm. And unbeknownst to them, it leaves Batman divided into three parts. And the teaser featured Booster Gold and Riddler. Not only that, but there was also a scene which you can see on one of the videos that we posted. It's uh, clip two that we posted. It actually shows a bunch of characters from the Batman universe, very lesser known characters, such as Dr. X is actually one of those characters that is one of the lesser known characters, but there was also Cavalier, the Ten-Eyed Man, Planet Master, Catman, Clue Master, Killer Moth, Signal Man, Calendar Man, Polka Dot Man, Zebra Man, and a bunch of other people. So that was kind of cool to see a bunch of cameos from those guys. Yeah, um... I remember this this because I saw it, and when they went to the the pool hall, when one of the Batman's was uh, when they separated all the parts of Batman, like the kindness slacker one, the educated smart one, and the physical brute Batman. The physical brute Batman broke into the bar and he went down. He was just looking for a fight, and he goes, "I know what y'all did." <laughs> he goes, "You either come clean or we do it the hard way." <laughs> and they all come after him. And he just puts out a smile. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool. That was funny, man." I like that part when when he saw all his villains in the in the pool hall. But again, another good episode. Not probably up in the top of the the episodes that have come out, but definitely a decent episode. And now it's time for Gotham's favorite game show, Riddle Me This, starring the Prince of Puzzlers, the King of Conundrums, the Riddler. Now, as far as upcoming episodes, there's a couple rumors, and as of recording time, I don't have confirmation from Warner Brothers, but I do have three episodes for the rest of the month that uh, we're going to talk about. The first one is called The Super Batman of Planet X, and this is basically The Batman of Zirin R. And that might be airing the same day we post this, which would be February 12th. Nice. The other episode is rumored to air on February 19th, and this is called The Power of Shazam, and this is when Batman teams up with Captain Marvel and the Marvel family to battle Dr. Savannah and Black Adam. Oh, snap. Cool. Yeah, Shazam's awesome. And wait, the best announcement of them all, February 26th, this is the rumored date of the Chill of the Night episode. And this is... The Spectre and the Phantom Stranger observe Batman as he uncovers the mystery man of who killed his parents, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne, when he finds the culprit in Joe Chill. And the teaser, because the episode is actually written by Paul Dini, the teaser is going to feature Zatanna. Oh, snap. (laughs) Me like some Zatanna. (laughs) Me too. Oh, I think think that, that might just be the best show of the season. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. By the way, you know Paul Dini's wife is basically Zantana, and she's a magician. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like his favorite ca- He He bases, I mean, Zantana off of her, right? Supposedly. I know. I actually, I there was an interview at the Comic Con last year, and he was saying that you know it was funny. He started getting these emails from this magician gal, saying I'm like you know Zantana, and then he met her, and so it was just kind of coincidence that that's his favorite character. So this makes sense that it's coming out in in the, the episode he's writing for Batman: Brave and the Bold. Well, also on the comic side of thing, he's actually going to be. Writing a Zatanna series as well, which has been rumored forever, but they finally announced it. Yes, and I can't wait for that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for magic. Good evening, Gotham. I'm Zatanna. All right, so let's move into merchandise news. The very first thing we have is on January 26th, our friends over at Gotham Knights Online came across an image for the new figurine from the DC Superhero Collection. And the figure is number 50 in the series, and it will feature Huntress. So you can check out the picture online. Yeah, I saw that. And if you guys got if you guys can't find it, look in your, go to your local comic book store, get the previews book, and ask your comic store owner if they can go ahead and order that for you if you're unable to find it anywhere. I got to say, my Nightwing uh, figurine is pretty sweet. I'd love to know what happened between you two. Things change. No kidding. You guys used to be the greatest, Batman and Robin, the dynamic duo. Maybe you should ask him. I did. And you'll never guess what he said. Things change. Alright, so the next thing we've got is on February 1st, Toys News International posted up an announcement on their site that Kotobukiya will be releasing stylized DC figures with Japanese influence. There will be some Batman and Joker figures, and they will be made from vinyl. The figures will appear to be super deformed, but that's actually the idea of the style of art that they're going for. So you can see the announcement on the website as well. I love Kotobukiya, man. If you ever have a chance to own something of Batman that's in a Kotobukiya, man, that is awesome. I love Kotobukiya. Yeah, that that Batman statue that they based off of Jim Lee and the Catwoman, those, those are like probably mm-hmm. the two. It's one of the two best statues ever made. Man, the the Dark Knight one that they did, where he's like he has his cape thrown behind him. Man, that is freaking awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. All right, so the next thing we've got is on February second, Toy News International obtained pictures of the DCU Classics two pack featuring Batman and Robin. The pack will be released as an exclusive to Walmart. You may remember that we first uh, told you about this pack way back in the middle of December because we had pictures from the Wizard magazine that we posted up on the site of just the figures, but they actually have the pictures of them in the package now. And as we told you before, the figures will feature the costumes from the 90s with Tim Drake in his original costume. Yeah. I mean, did y'all see that picture? Because if you look on the website and you look at that picture, if you look at Robin's arm, it's almost as big as Batman's arm. Look at their muscle. I'm like, oh, man, (laughs) like this Robin is strong. Which costume did you guys like better, the the old one or the new one? I mean, the Tim Drake costume. I I like the old one for nostalgic reasons, but I think the new one's pretty cool, too. Yeah, me too. I I like I've always liked the new one since uh, the Alex Ross uh, Kingdom Come series. When you see Robin in there and he has that outfit on, I love that Robin outfit. I like the uh, Joel Schumacher Robin outfit. Oh. Just kidding, just kidding. 
<laughs> Thanks for saving my bacon, Robin. Hey, no problemo, Batman. All right, so the next thing we've got is on February 3rd, Toy News International posts up Toner's 2010 lineup for their figures. And among their line for 2010, there is going to be a Harley Quinn. And it will be $199. And the description reads, 17-inch athletic body with blue eyes and white skin tone. Where would Mr. J be without his comical and lethal assistant? A psychiatrist turned criminal arrives wearing a curve-hugging red and black knit bodysuit and her unmistakable hood attached to a nude bodysuit underneath. Her bodysuit is accented with fall leather, diamonds, pleated collar and cuffs, and a gleaming fall leather corset. Black and red boots, a removable black eye mask, and the black and red gloves complete the look. And you can actually see pictures of all of this of this figure on the website. I gotta say, what's up with the cowboy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know if any of you guys have collected any of the the toner figures. I got the the Catwoman one, and the Catwoman one is it's like it's like nice and detailed. But for fans that I mean, they don't know about the toner dolls. Once they make these and this run is over, toner dolls seem to just like jump up for collectors. I mean, the price just. They just go crazy for for uh, as far as for collectors. So, um, if you're thinking about getting this Harley, I would too. Are they like expensive Barbies or something? Or well, uh, porcelain. You get some. The parts uh, are uh, like the face will be made out of porcelain, and uh, the detail of them are kind of like like the the hot toys, wherever they they do like hand sewn and everything's done by hand. That's what these toner dolls are. Okay. So, and this, yeah, they are expensive Barbies. And this one's actually life size. You can put it in your car and use the diamond lane. I'm just kidding. But anyway, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, pigs. And here's the paddle. All right. On February 4th, we have the last bit of merchandise news. WizKids had an exclusive peek at the DC Hero Click set that will be based around Blackest Night. Among the revealed so far, they have shown a scarecrow figure as a yellow lantern. So there's a picture online, and the description reads. Though his fear toxins gave him the ability to instill fear in nearly everyone, long exposure to the chemicals made the Scarecrow himself unable to feel terror, except when he was pursued by Batman. In the wake of the Dark Knight's death, the Scarecrow was on the brink of despair, until in Blackest Night the Scarecrow found a new purpose when he was given a yellow power ring and a place in the Sinestro Corps. When I, when I saw that, of course, you know, from the, the whole Light Wars, I was like, wow, Scarecrow. That's pretty awesome to see him as a lantern. Who are you? I am fear incarnate. I am the terror of Gotham. I am the Scarecrow. All right, so we don't have any video game news and we don't have any general news uh, this week. So let's get right into our spotlight character, which, like I said, is going to be the Creeper. I know you. Last time we met, you were working for, dramatic pause, the Joker. We don't know nothing about no Joker, Creep. Creep? Creep? I like it. My new name, the Creep. No way, too negative. I have it! I am... Drumroll, please. I said drumroll, please! Hey! I am... The Creeper! The Creeper was initially a costume persona of crusading journalist Jack Ryder, only to be later become twin personalities inhabiting the same body. This was in showcase number 73, March, April 1968. 
On Earth One, Jack oh. Ryder was a television host who angered his management, which yanked him off the air. He subsequently became a security investigator for his network. One of his first cases was to figure out the whereabouts of Professor Ephraim Yatz, abducted by communist spies. When he determined Yatz was being held at the site of a costume party, he quickly bought odds and ends from a costume shop and became a garish cre uh, creeper with a green wig, yellow body, stocking, and face paint, and short red sheepskin cape. His attempt to rescue Yatz left him wounded and in, from a knife, and lying in the same room with the doctor, Yatz used an experimental formula he carried to heal the wound, but first implanted a device in Ryder's stomach. He then placed the device's twin in the journalist's palm. Yats explained that the serum would not only heal Ryder, but also endow him with the enhanced strength, agility, and endurance. The dual devices would enable him to make the creeper outfit appear and disappear. Before Ryder could free Yats, the professor was shot. Police believed the creeper had killed him. Ryder used his creeper persona to battle crime and corruption, eventually regaining his on-camera duties. His gonzo journalism style and combative on-air personality were good matches for the wild and anarchic fighting style used by the alter ego. Sometime after beginning his career, the Creeper aided Batman in stopping the insectoid creature called Hellgramet, the Brave and the Bold, number 80, October-November 1968. The Creeper and the Dark Knight crossed paths on other occasions, although no real friendship ever developed. The Creeper even took on the deadly Joker during one notable cause and survived. This was the Joker number 3, September, October 1975. Ryder's career led him to a variety of cities, ending in Boston when the reality-altering events of the crisis on Infinite Earth struck. In the wake of those events, Ryder was much the same, but the Creeper seemed more of a schizophrenic being than a role being played. There was serious doubt as to whether the Creeper and Yates' formula were making Ryder insane. Additionally, Yates revealed that the device. Additionally, Yates revealed that the device he had implanted actually imprinted an object in its circuitry, allowing the costume to appear and disappear. Also, Ryder had been drugged by the criminals when he was injured. The serum that entered his bloodstream at the same time thus altered him in a unique way, never to be repeated. The makeup of his blood was also imprinted, so every time he transformed from Ryder to the Creeper. The altered blood was recreated. This was in The Creeper, the second series, number one, December 1997. At one point, Ryder confronted his dual personas thanks to Wonder Woman's lasso of truth, but it was something he ignored. Instead, he entered into the vicious grudge against the villainous Eclipso. Their climatic fight seemingly left the Creeper dead, but Yat's formula slowly healed him. And this was in Eclipso number 13 from November 1993. Reality was altered yet again through events known as the Infinite Crisis. In the reordered world, Ryder remained a journalist, but this time he worked for the Metropolis Daily Planet before moving on to a newspaper job in Gotham City. Sometime after that, Ryder became host of the television series You Are Wrong. With his confrontational style, he goaded his guests on hot-button topics of the day. Preparing for a show, Ryder studied the work of Dr. Vincent Yates, who had a new form of nanotechnology that would be used for medical therapy. Yatz's work was being tested on burden victims, and one test subject tried to help himself to a sample. A fight broke out, and Yatz, fearing for his work, injected himself with the last sample. Ryder arrived, and he was shot in the head, then left for dead. Yatz's Yatz nanotechnology was used to save Ryder's life, and, his, and it interacted with his cells, allowing him to transform himself into the Creeper. This was in Creeper Number 1, October 2006. 
When the new Creeper took on the Joker in Gotham City, it caught Batman's attention. The Dark Knight studied Jack Ryder and came to understand the schizophrenic nature of the man. He provided guidance, but no direct aid. In the end, Batman had to capture the Joker on his own when the Creeper had his own issues to deal with. Batman informed the Creeper that Professor Yatz had injected Ryder with a serum containing Yatz's unique nanotechnology called the Smart Skin, but also elements derived from the Joker's deadly venom, which explained his manic state. Batman warned Ryder that the venom in its pure form killed or drove many insane. In analyzing Ryder's contaminated blood, he observed that the makeup was volatile, with two cellular structures competing to occupy the same space. Batman synthesized a compound that he anticipated could cure Ryder and gave him the vial. While Ryder considered this, the Creeper took offense, accusing Batman of trying to eliminate him. The Dark Knight let Ryder and the Creeper decide what to do. The new life form decided to destroy the vial, but worked together on the side of good. And this was the Creeper, the fourth series, number six, March of 2007. And the potential future of the 853rd century... A being called Insanitation arrived on the planet I.A.I., drawn to this energy source called Creeper. A Jack Rider existed in the year 85,271, worn out after years as a hero. The four split Rider and Creeper into separate beings for the first time. Insanitation battled and injured the Creeper, which forced Rider to reunite with his alter eagle. Their lives inextricably linked. This was in DC 1998. Alright, so as far as television appearance, Jack Ryder appeared several times in the new Batman Adventures, and he was voiced by Jeff Bennett. Um, he also appeared different cameos in Justice League Unlimited. Jack Ryder can be heard, obviously, as we know, in Batman Arkham Asylum, giving the news on the Jack Ryder show. And he is voiced by James Horan. Um, we know that the Creeper is also set to appear in the upcoming DC Universe Online. Hasbro released an action figure for the new Batman Adventures version of the character. And then um, there was also just a couple other random things. Um, he also appeared in one of the segments of Batman Gotham Knight, but not exactly the way we know him as. And there is a episode of Freakazoid that's called The Original Freak that uh, producer Bruce Tim reveals that the Creeper was the original concept for Freakaz the Freakazoid character. So Freakazoid has got around, and he now appears, obviously, as we know, in The Outsiders. DC 1 million. You know, I haven't read it in, like, so long. I, I have forgot that part. And I think that was one of my most enjoyable parts about that book, and it makes me want to go back through my long boxes and look for that issue and reread it again. I was just going to say that uh, Michael Anthony Hall in The Dark Knight, I guess it's a, it's a good thing his name wasn't Jack Ryder and it was Mike Engel, because that would have been a prelude to maybe what was coming ahead. Who are you? They call me Yellow Skin Wacky Man. All right, so that's our spotlight characters. So we're going to get into our feature, which, as we said, we're going to talk about some different types of merchandise that we'd like to see. So we're going to go through different categories instead of just naming off a bunch of different stuff. So the first one we're going to do is uh, movies in general, movie kind of merchandise. The things that I'd like to see as far as movie merchandise is I would like to see some different prop replicas. We know that they had, for both Batman Begins and Dark Knight, the Batarang prop replica and the grapple gun. I'd like to see utility belt prop replica for both movies as well because i think that would be awesome even some of the older movies too 
I think that would be awesome. We're slowly seeing them. We know that there's going to be one. F there was one for uh, '60s Batman and the comic modern version of Batman. But it'd be cool to see ones from the movie. Yeah, you know, um, the the Dark Knight, the the prop replica for the that with that sticky bomb gun, the one that he shot off in a uh, in China. That would be cool to own as a prop. But you know. More so, would I mean we we could list it as a prop, but actually, guys who you know ride motorcycles or they carry their gear on their back, they could have used what the Dark Knight had on on that suit before he leapt off the building as like a backpack. That would have been cool to come out with that. All right, so let's move into TV stuff. Uh, one of the things I'd like to see is I'd like to to finally collect the Batman Brave and the Bold on DVD, all as the first season instead of these volumes that they keep doing. And obviously, I'd also love to see Batman from the 1960s on DVD as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you just hit on everything that we would want. <laughs> but I, I would really love like a, a compilation just of every music used in every Batman TV show. Just like in in a CD set or for downloads and just call it the like the Batman, you know, TV collection. I think that'd be cool, especially with there being different theme songs for almost every single cartoon or live-action thing that there's ever been. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I've, I've been waiting for um, them to come out with the Gotham Knights soundtrack. Like, redid everyone's uh, theme music. Like, everyone had a theme music. Nightwing had a theme music. Robin, Batgirl, even the villains all had their own theme music. So I, I'm surprised that they never came out with that. All right, we're going to skip merchandise for a second because we're going to get to a bunch of that stuff, but uh, video game-wise, I'll tell you what I'd love to see in the next Batman video game collectible edition. We know we got the Batarang with the last one. I'd love to see something just as cool. The Batarang is kind of the one that you, you would expect because it's something easy, but like, what if uh, they had like a remote that you could actually use with your PlayStation or Xbox, but it looked like it was meant to look like a Batmobile remote or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, what about the actual Batmobile? Because, I mean, fans were talking about the Batmobile that was in the video game. So why not come out with that as the, the collectible this time around? Or whatever system that you buy it for, get an Arkham Asylum Batman controller. You know what I mean? Have the PS3, have the Xbox 360, and if you don't look twice about it, if you don't look at the buttons, they almost look like the same remote except for the buttons. You know what I mean? But they're in the shape of a bat symbol. I mean, that would be very cool for the next video game. Maybe they should just come out with some stickers and put it inside the box. That was a joke. <laughs> Makes you want to laugh, doesn't it, Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into merchandise. There's a bunch of different things. We're going to go through a bunch of different categories. The first one is apparel and apparel accessories, so anything that we would wear. I'm all for any kind of Batman shirts. I try to get as many as I can. But what I really like is a nice jacket, like a nicer jacket that's that that's Batman related where it's not over the top. But I mean, I've got this nice windbreaker that Warner Brothers had on their WB shop that was in the inside had like a, a layer that had all the little bat symbols on it and then the outside it just had a little bat symbol so you could still wear it somewhere nice but still have your inner Batman sh kind of showing. Oh, yeah. 
you know, you said that, and I remember in uh, the 89 collection, when they were coming out with the film, they had a blue jean jacket, because, you know, that's when blue jean jackets were cool. <laughs> and they had a big old Batson one in the back. I still want that jacket. But I would really, really love a more collection of, uh, like, watches. I love, I, I own every Batman watch that's come out. If it's been the $200 one to the $1.99 one at Target or Walmart, I own those. So I would love a nicer collection of, of watches. You know what I mean? Even like maybe do watches of Batman's era. You know what I mean? Have a different symbol from every era or different Batman look from the from the 40s, the 50s, 60s, you know, 70s, 80s of, of the Batman and just have it like in a collection. And I would really love something like that because I love wearing Batman watches. Yeah, something else that I'd like to see is kind of going on lines of, you know, apparel. I've got a couple hats that are Batman related, but I think there could be a lot more. And I think that's one of the things that... Even when they have hats, they're very hard to find because not every place obviously carries hats. So you have to really try to hard to find them. The few hats that I have either came from a comic shop or from Warner Brothers or the WB shop online. So it'd be nice to have a, a little bit bigger selection of hats out there. That That is very true. I, I know that, um, I don't know if fans know about this, but Hot Topic has a form of like, they, they call them skate skateboarding shoes i guess you could call them but um they have batman ones and they're jim lee style and then they have the same pair but they've been jokerized where there has been marked out and it says ha 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 but they're jokers and the laces rather than being black are green i would love to see some more shoes like that for uh well you know regular basketball kind of what they call basketball shoes i would love to see those fine and just have like a big old batson one on the side you know and these are the first ones that weren't really made for for kids you know i don't mind wearing like slip-ons but i mean do we wear slip-on batmans when we go to the mall or wherever we're going <laughs> no but you know we would i would i would sport some nice you know batman decal shoes if you had them by nike or reebok or puma whoever it may be and just have those. I would really love those. Hey, do you guys remember back in the days and when the 89 Batman came out, Converse came out with those special edition Converse Batman shoes? Uh, yes, I have those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speak for yourself on the slip-ons. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you could probably find a lot of stuff from like Hot Topic and Urban Outfitters if you actually go and like search around sometimes. They, they usually have a lot of cool stuff that is like DC comic book related. I got a lot of cool t-shirts from Urban Outfitters and even Target has really cool stuff. And I, I love rocking my uh, Batman Begins hoodie that I got from Hot Topic. I have a, this really cool Joker hat too. So yeah, it, it, They're out there. You just um, just search, search around. I mean, best place to look is probably the internet. Um, yeah, I got the... Um through Warner Brothers online, it was on sale actually at the time. You've probably seen it, the goons or the you know from the Dark Knight, the, all the clowns and their title, kind of like their jaw below. Have you seen that one? With it's oh just yeah, mask. yeah, yeah. Yes, that's yes. my favorite shirt. And uh, but what I'd like to see is sort of I like the stuff that's real low key and subtle. And um, that's you know like like maybe uh, I don't know Gotham Transit System like like an employee shirt or something like that where people are kind of like what is that you know and you you have to ask you kind of like what is that and you have to explain. Oh well, it's from you know the Dark Knight or from the from the yeah, DCU. 
they they actually sell things like that. If you go to like, uh, I think it's graffiti dot com. They they uh, they make all like the DC T shirts, and they actually okay. have like Arkham Asylum inmate and GCPD, you know, hmm. T shirts and stuff like forensics and stuff like that. And they're actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'll and check that out. Stuff. Yeah, cool. CSI Gotham. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so another thing that I'd really like to see is, we know Hallmark does a number of different ornaments for Batman, but I'd like to see, like, a collection of some sort. It would be cool if instead of just one ornament for a year, they did a six-pack or something where you had Batman, Robin, Joker, and a couple other ones, but they were just smaller little figurines or something like that that you could decorate your tree with instead of just one ornament. I think that'd be kind of cool. I have a, a tin box of uh, ornaments, uh, but I don't think they were from Hallmark. But uh, it has Batman, Robin, Nightwing, and uh, Batgirl, and they're like just in, like in a tin box, and you put those up. But yeah, I mean, I would really, I'm, I'm I don't want the little simple, you know, uh, Joker one that they have out there. I do have it, but I would like a nice detailed one, like a Jim Lee detailed ornament. DC, you should hire us as your marketing people. We're giving you a lot of good information. Tempting, but no. All right, let's go over some of just the general things before we get into action figures and, like, DC Direct-type stuff. Um, One of the things we talked about before we even recorded through emails and stuff was uh, iPod skins. I know I think it was Apple who mentioned that, and I think that would be really cool because I always wanted to have a really nice iPod skin for my iPod. Also, um, it was extremely hard to find something like this, but uh, I was looking for the license plates on your car. I was looking for one that can go in the front spot, since where I live, you only need to have the back one. The front one, I was hoping to find something that was uh, Batman-related. There was It was very difficult to find one, and the one that I ended up finding ended up being something that somebody custom-made, which was fine. It worked just fine, but it'd be cool to see just some more car accessories, which I know somebody else talked about as well. Uh, Batman license plate stuff on Amazon.com, so I don't know if you've... I'm sure you've looked on there, but if not, check it out. Yeah, I got, I got the regular, the original black and yellow Batman symbol for my license plate, but um, I've been trying to find the Batman Begins logo for the longest time but it's i can't find it anywhere yeah i have that that one that you were talking about the the basic one that one you can find at uh you know either target or walmart one but uh yeah i would really love a 1966 one to put that that red symbol in the front that would be cool but oh yeah adding to those uh the the ipod iphone covers um in the new previews uh, you can see what Dark Horse is doing with some of the, the Frank Miller stuff that they've had and uh, the Goon stuff. Uh, they're putting uh, like nice a nice product out there for, for the iPods and iPhones uh, using covers or art from their books. And I think that's something DC is falling behind on. They, they need to put out stuff like that for fans. You know what they should do again? They should bring back the Warner Brothers store. Because when the Warner Brothers store was around, you could find everything DC, Batman related. In the oh, morning. I know, man. I miss I miss those days. Yeah, I remember going there and spending hours in there just picking out stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was just working, I would go in there literally after every paycheck. After, of course, I paid my truck. I would go there and every every Saturday you could find me in there just buying a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's like endless supply of Batman stuff. 
Yeah. Well, you guys were talking about the iPhone covers. Um, you remember Verizon had, when the Dark Knight came out, they had the actual collector cell phone. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm hoping, I, I own a droid, so I'm hoping they come out with some kind of a gel cover or something that, that's Batman related. Right now I just have a like a black gel cover, but it'd be cool to have a Batman cover. Yeah, and you know, for collectors that, rem- if you remember that phone, what I did was I actually went to, uh, I, I don't remember, it was like a, like a store and they had like recycled phones or whatever. Someone already had thrown the Batman phone in there. And I bought it. I'm not with Verizon, but I bought it just to collect it. So I have that actual Batman phone that someone had and just traded it away. You know, that's something to keep a look out. You know, look out for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as far as phones and stuff, like it would be cool if like Apple or something, like since they make the iPhone and they're coming out with the iPad and stuff. Dell did this a couple of years ago where they came out with Batman Begins and Superman Returns related computers that were just, like, Superman-themed, like, the casing and everything, and, like, Batman Begins, like, stuff. So it would be cool if, like, Apple did something like that where you get, like, your own Batman iPhone or iPad or whatever, iMac, that would be coming out. It would be awesome if they did something like that. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the iMac, they have a sticker of uh, the the Dark Knight, and if you stick it in the back of your iMac book, the symbol on his chest slides up as the Apple symbol. And it looks really cool. It's like a fourteen ninety nine sticker, I think. Do you guys remember the uh, at Walmart? Uh, or I, I don't know if Target had them. But I know Walmart had the uh, the Batman DVD player. Where it was like like just Batman fitted out. You had a, the controller was like in a bat symbol too. Yep, it was yeah. the same time they actually had the Batman CD player too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? How about since you know basically Blu-rays everywhere, how, why not bring out a Blu-ray Batman player? That would be cool, and just have like the symbol in the center line up as the bat symbol. Man, I would really love that. Yeah, that'd be cool if it uh, when it was the power was on the the bat symbol illuminated just slightly. You know how the light comes on the blue light or whatever. That would be neat. Yeah, and um, I know they had they had talked about this, but we never seen it, and I have looked everywhere for it. Was the the bat symbol MP3 player that never came out? I would really love to see uh, a Batman MP3 player come out where it's like in the shape of a bat symbol, or you know, Batman. I don't care, just as long as it says Batman something, and then uh, you know, do some bat earphones where the earphones are kind of like. Uh, they have like a, a bat symbol on there, kind of like those skull candy head headphones. You could do mm-hmm. like a bat symbol right there. Yeah. So that would be cool. I think I think you know they're just missing out on products that Batman fans want. Um, one last uh, Batman miscellaneous item. Um, if you go to Red Hot Phones, they actually have you can buy. Um, remember the f- red phone that Commissioner Gordon would would pick up, or it had no dials on it, just the red phone. Um, you can buy oh, yeah. that actually. It actually works though. It's actually um, answering phone for like 125 bucks. And uh, anybody that's a fan of the 60 series, which I know you are, Apple, that, you might want to check that out. It's Red Hot Phones. Oh sweet, yeah. Would you, you know, laugh not- if I tell you I already got it? <laughs> Do you really? I can't even show you all the ring of that thing. <laughs> Boy, never mind. You never know, mind. <laughs> you know, another thing is um. You might want to check out Toys R Us sometimes because Toys R Us used to actually Toys R Us had the the Batman uh, MP3 player and they also had like the for kids like the combo TV DVD player thing where it was like shaped like it looked like some bat computer 
kind of thing. Yeah, like, well, you know the MP3 player I'm talking about, right? Not the not the one that they came out with, like for the for the kids where you have to insert your own card. There was uh, it was uh, it was during Batman Begins, right, Dust? If I remember correct, it was during Batman Begins, and they showed yeah, yeah. the bat the Batman Begins symbol, and the lining of it lit up in a blue color. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was real nice. I think they they said it was going to be like uh, either between thirty was it thirty gigs? I think it was thirty gigs. Yeah, yeah I think it was thirty gigs that they were going to put in for that MP3 player, but it never came out, and I, I've always looked out for it. Oh man, that that's pretty cool. All right, so let's move into some DC Direct items. This gets into the more high quality items for the most part. Uh, let's start off with bus. What kind of bus do we want to see? I think more. Uh, we we always get the the Batman bus. Um, I I don't see a lot of uh, Nightwing bus for uh, Nightwing fans out there. I don't see a lot of Nightwing bus. So maybe you know do some more of that. Maybe some more uh, lesser known villains of Batman to kind of get them out there. I I don't recall or uh, or seeing like a nice quality uh, Black Mask one. I would really love a nice Black Mask bus from DC. And maybe with this whole black and white series, I mean, they've done the Joker, they've done the Penguin. You know, maybe we could get out some other villains out there that, you know, that are not just the, the, the top five villains that people know of Batman. You know, the, actually, the, the DC um, Direct, they come out with those, like, new DC hero bus figures, uh, statues. Um, mm-hmm. That Batman one that they came out, that was by um, uh, Carlos Pacheco. If they did like a Nightwing and Robin and the whole Bat Family line of like that kind of style, that would be awesome. And especially like um, the DC uh, women bust that they come out with that were by Terry Dodson and uh, Adam Hughes. They came out with, they already came out with two Barbara Gordons. Like I want to see a Cassandra Cain or even a, what you call it, a spoiler or even a Stephanie, a Batgirl bus. That mm-hmm. would be awesome. Even Lady Shiva would be cool. <laughs> You're going to melt just like a grilled cheese sandwich. All right, so the next thing is posters. Now, I'm a fan of posters, but only certain ones. I would love to see some more uh, Batman Universe group shots. Um, we all know the, the uh, heroes shot from uh, the Hush series. Where they're all standing on top of the the top of the building with all of the heroes and Superman and Nightwing, and then there's another one that has all the villains with Joker and all of the other villains. But I'd like to see some more of those. I guess the group shots is the best way to put it. Like for instance, there was a poster in 2008 that collected all of the covers from the Gotham Underground miniseries that had all the allies, all the villains that had to do with that series, all in this one poster. And I think that would be really cool. But there's other ones, too. Like, there was the I Am Batman poster last year. I love that poster. I actually got it framed, and it's on my wall. But there's a lot of other group shots that I think would be cool to do. Or um, also just have somebody create a group poster, because I don't know why there isn't more of them. You've got plenty of the Justice League. There's actually tons of the Justice League, but there's not very many of... Just the people who operate out of Gotham City. Uh, another one that I really like to see is the Batcave that was an all-star Batman Robin that Jim Lee did, that five-page spread. I would love mm-hmm. that to be put into a poster as well. 
You know, uh, during the the Hush series, you remember that poster where it has all of them on across Gotham's uh, skyline. That mm-hmm. that is one poster that I have framed up in my room, and I freaking love that that poster. So I understand your love for the group shots. I think, yeah, the the Gotham Underground was another poster. I think um, I think we saw that at uh, the 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 Wizard Comic Con, and I picked it up there. And oh my god, I just love that group shot too. So yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, I think every one of us on this podcast has that Batman Jim Lee Hush poster on, in our room. <laughs> so, but there's there's another poster that I I love, and um, I actually think that Gotham Underground poster the um, uh, is kind of inspired by this this uh, this like poster that that uh, came out like. A couple of years ago, like a few years ago, a long time ago, actually, and uh, they probably never come out with it because Joe Casada works at Marvel now. But Joe Casada came out with something exactly like that, where it had all the villains looking down from like uh, apartment, um, like uh, building, and all the villains were there, and you see Batman, Robin jumping down like the side of the building or something, and that was one of the coolest posters that I, I, I've ever seen. But another poster that, like another bunch of posters that I would love to see would be the Alex Ross um, covers that he did for like um, R.I.P. Like they they come out of all these Alex Ross posters where he just does like Superman, Batman doing the iconic poses and stuff. But he did a lot of cool covers, and I would love to see those come out as posters. I got a um, cool Ringer T-shirt. It's Justice Society of America. I think it's called. Here they come, or something like that. I got it for Christmas, but I know you can find it at Target. Um, well, I'd like to have I'd like to have a poster where it's all of um, the Gotham characters in that same sense. This, you know, you'd have on one side, you know, Batman, Robin, and then it slowly progresses all the characters, and we're talking, you know, Rogues uh, Gallery um, villains, where it's like. You know, Catwoman's kind of people can debate whether sometimes she's good, sometimes she's bad. Well, as it progress, you know, as it moves over to one side, the the villains get more and more deep, deep, deep. Where like maybe you'd have Joker all the way to the other side of Batman. You know what I mean? I think that'd be cool. So if you're listening, Warner Brothers marketing people, do it. Hey, does did they remember the the what was it like the the third to the last Nightwing issue where uh, Nightwing was just ganging up, being being ganging up, beat up by all the the Gotham villains? Yeah, you remember that cover? Did they ever come that with the poster? I don't think so. Man, that would have been a good poster too. Actually, two the two posters that I really want, but I could never find, and I know one of them came out was um. The Batman and Nightwing poster when they're running from Hush, uh, the cover, they they came out with a poster of that a while ago, but I can't find that oh, anyway. Yeah. If anyone knows where to find, if they could find that poster, let me know. But the other poster would be um, the cover uh, in a uh, Batman and Superman where the whole Batman family and the whole Superman family are standing together. Uh, the Ed McGinnis drew that one was a sweet poster. Poison Ivy. It's been a long time, Harvey. You're still looking halfway decent. Half of me wants to strangle you. And what does the other half want? To hit you with a truck. We used to date. Ah. Alright, so let's move into the next group, which is going to be props and replicas. 
there's been numerous different things part of this JLA Trophy Room series that DC Direct's been doing, uh, such as the Bat Signal, the Joker Cane, um, the Batman Utility Belt. What I'd like to see is a couple more props, like one of the Batarang or one of the Grapple Gun, but not the ones that we've seen in Batman Begins and Dark Knight, just the ones that we see in the comics or different gadgets and stuff that he would use and I don't really like spending close to $300 every time they come out with one of these so it'd be nice to have something where it wasn't that much the bat signal is cool because it literally will put the signal on your wall which is awesome but I don't want to pay $300 for it so if we can make them just a little bit less expensive and put out maybe smaller things that would still be cool, I think that'd be awesome. The the prop replicas that they have done before, they're pretty cool. I'm waiting on that new uh, Batman belt that we had first reported on about in San Diego that they have posted up. But I'm wanting more stuff that, uh, I guess from the 70s, I'm kind of, you know, that's kind of like the Batman I grew up on with the, you know, Jim Aparo and Neil Adams stuff. And I would love to see some real cool stuff from that era come out as prop replicas, you know, because, I mean, they had everything, you know. Uh, yeah, we joke about, you know, the 60s where they have bat spray and all that. But, I mean, just seeing that in the comic book and just coming out with it as a prop replica, that would be, you know, something really cool and something really nice to have. You know, it's kind of funny. One of the cool things that ever came out from Batman and Robin, the Joe Schumacher movie, was the Robin and Batman Batarang props. But, like, I wish they would come out with something that was like a Nightwing Batarang prop or something like that. That would be awesome. Another thing would be the Batman Beyond Batarang. If you could, if they could actually come out with that, that would be so sweet. If you could just push a button and the, the wings would flap out, kind of like how it was in the in the cartoon that would be awesome if they made something like that you know the the nightwing what what are his uh the, are those those right that's what they refer to him in uh in martial arts right the those that he uses for his back the the uh, sticks the, yeah the sticks yeah well i th- i think they refer to him as those though if they brought those out like nightwing's those those would be pretty cool just to have like in a display case you know what i mean and they even came out with like the bag that he would hold him back on his back with those would be pretty cool as a prop replica yeah that would be awesome one thing about prop re- replicas is they always make them they're they're always cool but they're so expensive only the guy that created them can afford them i wish they would just make a, a collection that was just a little bit <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like uh, they're going to announce, maybe they announce they're going to make uh, um, several Batmobiles. Well, <laughs> nobody can afford it except, you know, the, the like the guy from uh, the Binge Warmers. You ever seen that John Lovett's character driving oh, around? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so neat. I'd like to see the, the replicas at least come down. I mean, you don't have to make them out of the same material as they actually made on the set of the movie. But, I mean, they're called replicas anyway. That would be so funny if people started driving Batmobiles and they actually sold Batmobiles. Like a car manufacturer actually started making Batmobiles and people started buying them. The Saturn, the Saturn, Matmo- the Saturn Batmobile. <laughs> That's what I would drive to work. <laughs> Every Batman fan would have a Batmobile. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> to the Batmobile. Let's go. All right, so let's get into some statues we'd like to see. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm I have some uh, stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I I mean okay. First of all, we gotta do a real quality black mask statue. We we need him in his pose, just standing, just right there, really nice. And it, not a lot of people know about this, but they always use the Joker, like, oh yeah, like the you know coming out of the the plate in the wall, the ones that they hang up on the wall, and he's just like, you know, standing sideways. Or they, they did bring out his cane as the prop replica, but where is the high quality Joker statue at? I mean, years ago, uh, WB had uh, a Riddler one, and I have that one. That Riddler one is so nice. That one came out like in nineteen. 19- 95 i think and it's just riddler he's standing right there with his cane right there i have yet to see a high quality joker statue come out that wasn't either a quote a code they do awesome job i love them their jim lee stuff that they're awesome the joker one was awesome but where's dc directs high quality joker statue at that's one that's missing and another one that's missing, I know we got the the Jim Lee Batman Hush statue where, you know, the, the variant one even had Catwoman's whip at the bottom. Uh, where was the one like, you know, where he's standing with that family across the, the skyline where he just, you know, statuesque. I know we got the first one where he's holding, he were uh, the first drawing. Where, what was it? Was it 508 dust? That issue? The very first one that six oh eight six oh eight six oh eight where he's just standing right there that that one was awesome but you know where are the other ones I love the black and white series love them but you know we we need more more stuff that's just not promotional but it's just it was really cool when when you first see it and some of those statues I would really love to see it I'd like to see a black and white statue for Batman done by Scott McDaniel. Mm-hmm. A Nightwing by Scott McDaniel would be awesome too. Oh, that the, the Scott McDaniel one where uh, he drew that first issue of Nightwing, where he's just like in that what was it, the sore or the the the, the alley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. That one was awesome. You remember that one, Dust, where he's just standing right there and he's looking at you with his sticks. Yep. Oh man, that would be nice black and white. Another thing would be like I'm sick and tired of seeing everyone sculpting like Joker, Jim Lee's Joker. As a, as a statue or something, or to me, the most definitive Joker that was ever drawn was Brian Boland's Killing Joke Joker. And where, where's that statue? We need to see that statue come out. That definitive when he's holding his hair after he he just came out of the toxic waste. That's like the most definitive. That would be that would be also cool as a bust, or even like a black and white statue. And another thing would be awesome. It would be if um, Sideshow Collectibles start doing DC statues. They'd start doing DC statues, then, like, statues. It would be all over for us Batman fans because we would be probably broke. Because <laughs> those yeah. statues would be greatest things to ever come out. I'd like to see some Lieber Mayo uh, Joker stuff. You know, statues from the, from the, the graphic novel Joker. Because uh, I, I think that's pretty much... The Joker I envision as a Batman fan. So, any anything from that novel would be killer, and including Killer Croc and Penguin and and Riddler. That would be cool because I don't think you've ever seen Riddler portrayed in that form. The you know kind of thug, young thug guy. You know. Mm. Actually, what you yeah, there's a there's a lot of villains who don't have statues. Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, Firefly. I mean, Firefly would be cool as a statue. I think. 
I think it's more of a just a, is it going to be able to be sold by a, in a wide market just because, you know, it, are there going to be enough Batman fans who buy it or is it something that they can actually market towards anybody? Yeah. That's the problem I think they run into a lot of times. This is how I'll always remember you. Surrounded by winter, forever young, forever beautiful. Rest well, my love. The monster who took you from me will soon learn that revenge is a dish best served cold. Alright, so the last one we're going to talk about is just some different action figures we want to see. The first thing I'd like to see is, I'd like to see, um, in the DC Universe Classics, there's a bunch of figures that they've put out. We've seen Killer Moth, we've seen... We've seen Man Bat, we've seen Clayface, we've seen Riddler. There's obviously some characters that they still need to do. Um, some of the ones I'd like to see is because they're doing some of the lesser known characters, it'd be nice to see different characters from Batman's past like Calendar Man or Dr. X or Zebra Man or you know these weird obscure ones that nobody would know but the series it would fit perfectly with oh yeah remember what's his name uh, Cobra with the K yeah he, he would be cool as a figure and I honestly think that you know some things were taken from you know Cobra that's where G.I. Joe got it well I'm just, that's just me that's just me but uh yeah the the Cobra cult was uh was one that I, I think that uh, that figure should have been made. Um, what's that character does? That one that came out is it not Wildcat? It's Catman. Catman's never yeah. been put into a figure, right? Nope. See, he's another character that I think he deserves one. And have we ever seen? I, I don't remember the Harvey Bullock one. Was there a Harvey Bullock for the animated series? Nope. See, Harvey Bullock's right there, and he—I mean—that was the character we all know. And what do you know? What? What about? What about? And I'm just saying, for a special limited edition, we get a Boss Moroni figure. You know what I mean? That would be cool. Even if they did one f part of the movie masters that they're doing with Mattel, those ones that they're releasing only online. I think it would be cool. I'm not sure why they haven't come out with a Commissioner Gordon for that either. I mean, they've talked about that there's going to be one, but there's no. they've never showed a picture of it. It's just rumors. Yeah, and can you imagine, like, Dustin wins uh, Mr. Zaz, like, as a figure? Oh, oh yeah, that would be cool. Or even as a statue, I'm thinking, oh, man, that would be cool. Uh, I'd like to see all those. I'd like to see all the characters from the movie, The Dark Knight, come out like action figures, like, you know, like the Star Wars comes out, you know. Everything, everybody, even, even... I agree with you. I agree with you. Speaking of Hot Toys, um, Dark Knight, I think that Hot Toys, they, they need to stop making all these Joker figures and start coming out with other people like Scarecrow, Rachel Ghoul, or even Commissioner Gordon. I mean, if if there's if they're going to make any more Joker figures, then I would like to see probably the, the nurse, but that's it. I don't want to see any more Jokers. I mean, come out with some other... Uh, other characters and when the next batman movie comes out i can't wait if they're really going to come out with like if they're going to come out with the riddler or catwoman or whoever they're going to cast as the next villains but those hot toys are the best like batman figures i 
I've ever seen. So. Yeah. You know, and I've said this before, but you know the gang that the Joker's with in the in the beginning, you know, from the Dark Knight. I want to know what those guys look like. I mean, I know they're just some actor, and they're probably not. I don't know, but it just it would be cool that they created, you know, even if it wasn't actually the actual looks of the actors that played, you know, just so you could like pull the little mask off and say, oh, it's that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just delve deeper inside the, I guess, the extended universe of those characters. It's kind of like Star Wars with those guys, the Rogue Squadrons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah, and like for uh, DC, I mean, you got uh, Prometheus out there and you have uh, Reaper. Reaper was a cool comic, man. Where's that figure at? Another thing I would like to see would be like the uh, Alex Ross um Justice figures, like those kind of that kind of theme with all the Alex Ross like theme figures that that they they come out with, like Justice and GSA. I would love to see a Robin figure. Like they they made like almost every character that came out in the DC universe, but they haven't made Robin yet. And Robin was in the book, and I don't understand. And Robin's like one of the most like he was part of the Super Friends, so you know they should have came out with Robin already. And another thing would be. Um, you know when they re-released the Kingdom Come figures, they should have they should have released the Red Robin figure because, like Red Robin is in the books now. So where where's this Red Robin re-release that like us Batman fans want? So there's a lot of things we'd like to see, and I think it'd be great if we could actually see some of these things in the near future. Some of them obviously we will probably be seeing. Um, there's bound to be a collectible edition for Batman Arkham Asylum 2 or whatever they decide on calling it. But uh, I think ultimately it'd be nice if someone was listening could give uh, DC a push in the right direction of things we'd like to see. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, this this be serious. Batman's world is as big, maybe could even be bigger than Star Wars. And they don't have Batman on that, that frame set yet. Hey, we're the ones that are helping getting it there, so. Well, that was fun. Who's for Chinese? All right, so that's going to be the end of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed that discussion. Let's go over some of the things, as always, that you can do. You can go over to the website and check out all the daily news about everything that we talk here about on the podcast, as well as you can see all the pictures that uh, we're talking about as well that obviously we can't show you on the podcast. You can go over to the forums, become a member, and chat with other Batman fans. As And if you're trying to get into the forums and can't, just send us an email and we'll make sure to activate your account. There's been a lot of spammers lately and we need to make sure that the spammers stay away from the boards. So if you're not a spammer and you haven't been approved, just send us an email and we'll be sure to approve your account. You can head over to iTunes and you can leave us a review. It's been a little bit of time since we've had any reviews on iTunes. Um, the other things you can do is you can follow us on YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. And as mentioned in the last podcast, if we can, in fact, get to 1,000 fans on Facebook before San Diego Comic-Con, we've got a nice fan event for you all in San Diego. Right now, the current number we're sitting at is 181, so let's get that up there. And the goal for Twitter is to get to 250 before... I said Chicago Comic-Con in the last podcast. It's actually called C2E2. I don't want to be confused in any way, shape, or form with the horrific thing that is Wizard... We are sitting at 80 followers on Twitter. We'd like to be at 250 before C2E2, which is the end of April. So, send your friends messages. If we can get to the Twitter thing before C2E2, then we can actually start planning on doing the fan event in San Diego. So, you can email us at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net, and we will be sure to email you back. 
We hope you guys had fun this episode. In two weeks, we hope to bring you a pretty cool exclusive with a certain band member from a band you may not have heard of, but we're going to make you aware of them and just be on the lookout for that in about two weeks. So this is Dustin. This is Apple. This is Ryan. This is Humphrey. And this is the Batman Universe Podcast, episode number 48. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. See you guys. Peace out. We're a little. We were. Right. I got a whole bunch of DC characters in, into that episode that I, I can't imagine what they what they have up for up up and coming stuff. That they're yeah. Play. yeah. Yeah. Didn't it feature um, the Green Arrow and Hawkman and? Yep, Green Arrow, Hawkman, Doctor Fate, Star Girl, uh, the Star Spangled Kid was in the very beginning of the episode. It's pretty cool. I want to see Batman, man. <laughs> when are they going to bring Batman in? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Double... Uh, Doc- oh, man. The Friday for before Valentine? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to have to watch it on Saturday, then. On February 1st... Fe- okay, Apple. Okay. You ready? Okay. The Creeper was initially a costume persona of Crusading, right? Crusading? Yeah. Yep. Okay, let me start over. You want me to read that whole thing right there? Yats explained that the serum not only wound... Not this, Yats explained that the serum would not would not only heal. Wow. That yeah, they messed up on that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Additionally, Yates revealed that the device he had implanted actually imprinted an object in, in its... Uh, secure... Circuitry. Circuitry, okay. He had implanted, actually imprinted an object in its. Oh man, circuitry. There, circuitry, allowing the costume to appear and disappear. Wait, okay. Well, let me let me take that all again. The makeup of his blood was imprinted. Hmm. At this time, he worked for the Metropolis da- the Metropolis Daily Planet before moving on to a oh, hey, hey. Metropolis. Oh, sorry, God. Metropolis. Okay, that's <laughs> first blooper. In the real, we all do it. Aya. No, Aya. Right? No, just Aya. Aya. Yeah. A being called Insanitation arrived on the planet Aya, drawn to this energy. Hold on. What is that? What is that? Okay. Try that again. Chop. <laughs> it sounded like somebody was starting a motorcycle. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I got the window open, and <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this, you know, I was. Just go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, say that. Uh, oh my God! Apple oh. go first. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, that uh, 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 bat, uh, uh, what the heck? And if yeah. you remember, yeah. We're, t- we're talking about miscellaneous things. That's not miscellaneous. No, that's a that would be a figure or something like that. Ah, oh, I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Direct stuff. Okay, uh, Zach, 
cut that and put that in the miscellaneous stuff. Can I talk about <laughs> the the blue Batman Blu-ray player? And another thing is like they they came out with this like Tony, Tony Daniel uh, Battle for the Cowl Batman Family statue set, which looks like crap. Those those aren't statues. They're at auto, They're uh, action figures. Those are action figures. 